0: This lesson is taken from Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 38, at the home of Martha and Mary. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the feet of the Lord, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Amen.
1: Thank you, Steph. If you could just um, put up the previous slide, and that'd be helpful. Oh, sorry, and the one before that—the the start of the reading. Thank you. So Jesus came to the house of uh, of Mary and Martha, or rather, was invited. You see, Martha gets a, a bad press for, for not getting her priorities right. But actually, it was her who invited Jesus. As dis- Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman main- named Martha opened up her home to him. So, uh, you know, she, let's not give her too hard a time. She opened up her home to him and therefore felt a responsibility to, to, uh, to make preparations. I'm so glad that this story wasn't about a brother and a sister, and the brother who just sat there and watched his wife or his sister do all the preparations, as would have been. A whole different ballgame here. But this is two women. And you can imagine the scene, can't you? Martha had invited Jesus and the disciples. There's a crowd of uh, these chaps there. And Martha was bustling around, and you can imagine her with a pinny on and and trying to make sure that, uh, I guess it was short notice, that there was enough food and uh, and all of that. And there was a sister not doing anything, just sitting there, sitting at Jesus' feet. And you can imagine as she was getting more and more worked up about this, and, and as she was bustling past a sister, making it more and more obvious, perhaps, that she ought to be doing something. And perhaps this has got lots to teach us, certainly about prayer and spirituality, but maybe about all sorts of things. That it, it appears, perhaps, that Martha's natural inclination was to be a, a hostess, to, to welcome people into a home. And maybe Mary's natural inclination was not that, but of prayer. And sometimes we can, we can, put our sort of natural inclinations into somebody else. That and this came up in the uh, in the worship committee meeting that we had. That was fascinating. That so many different perspectives and ideas. Some people want to be quiet. Say in, uh, in the offertory, some people think it's great that we can chat and how are you, how's your week been? And that really helps them in worship. That there's different things and we, we need to uh, perhaps respect that different people just uh, have different ideas and different perspectives. But in this story, it was one about activity and about listening to Jesus. I find this story quite challenging for me. Because my natural inclination would be more of a, a Martha. I'm not saying about cooking and, um, and all of that, but, uh, but just to be active. I, I, I think I'm, uh, I'm doing a good job if I'm active. But if I'm just sitting there, perhaps reflecting, maybe praying, well, am I wasting my time? You know, I could be doing something. And uh, I don't know where you stand. Maybe you're like me, more of a Martha, the, the being active. And perhaps we need to learn, learn from Jesus' words. When Martha was saying, tell her off, tell her to help me. She should be doing what, uh, helping me with what I'm doing. But Jesus wouldn't do that. Jesus said, no, Mary's doing the right thing. And, and, and you, you're, you're distracted, Martha. And we can get distracted, can't we? Can get distracted with activity rather than just actually sitting. And in this period of Lent, perhaps this is something that we need to do to sit, perhaps to read through the, uh, the gospel readings and perhaps just take that extra time. I wasn't joking when I said, give up Coronation Street. It wouldn't be a hardship to me, but um, maybe much of the day might be. Um, But just to take, uh, miss out on something, so that we can actually be more like Martha. In our Easter activities, which uh, I'm uh, encouraging you to get involved in, there aren't as many this year, and that's deliberate. So that it's not a... Um, a hive of activity but we concentrated on worship and want to make worship really special this year to enable us to be refreshed to go out and to to serve the Lord in uh, in in other ways we wanted this this Easter to be to be more of a Mary experience than a Martha one there will be activity on the Easter Saturday well you've got to mix it a little bit haven't you so I just encourage you to listen to what God's saying through these words and perhaps he's saying to me and to you, to not be such a Martha and to be more of a Mary and sit at Jesus' feet. Of course, it's no good just sitting at Jesus' feet, you need to, uh, to have action as well. And so for those whose natural inclination is more of a Mary, maybe you need to recognise that Jesus didn't say what Martha was doing was wrong in fact it's it's commended that he did invite her in and there are times to be to be active and to be Martha's but just let the Lord speak to you today and is as this service is about prayer and spirituality I want to end that sermon there because I want to give space space for communion space for worship space for prayer Building on what 's been happening the last two weeks, two weeks ago, when uh, it was the songs of praise and just lots of of singing and worship, which I understand was uh, was so good and then last week, when that dodgy preacher was oh sorry adam i didn 't see you sitting there um, uh, was, uh, was just uh, but I did hear it on the podcast and uh, and, uh, and no, I haven't ever, what was that about, um, get up on a Sunday morning? No, I don't want to get up. I was listening, you see. That, uh, and, uh, and Adam uh, led us uh, there in thinking, why do you come to church? Well, one of the things is to connect with God. And at the worship, these worship committee meetings that we've had when we've been l- looking at worship, one of the things that seem to come out, sometimes we try and pack too much in. And don't allow that space for God to move. So tonight, tonight, and tonight, yes, and tonight at Elevation, today, we're going to allow that space to allow you to, to commune with God, to connect with God. we going to have another reading now, which Colin's going to bring to us. Um, uh, it Tonight, um, uh, we're going to think, have some uh, video, which Alan's going to be starring in it, What Happened Next. And this is what happened next, thank you Colin, in the Bible reading. Immediately after that reading, so it comes from Luke 11, this is what um, uh, happened. And so let's listen and, and re- reflect on this
2: reading. This reading is Luke chapter 11, and it's headed, Jesus' Teaching on Prayer. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked. My children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, And the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil... Know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Thanks be to God for His Word.
1: Can you just go back to the start of the reading, Andy? Just to highlight one or two things from this. So at the beginning of the reading, Jesus was practicing what he preached. He had told them to sit at his feet to spend time with, uh, with him. And, and now Jesus, he went to a certain place and he was praying. So important for Jesus. Surely it's important for us. Then the next slide, please, Andy. And then he taught, they said, well, how do we pray? And so he taught them the Lord's Prayer. This is one version, there's another version um, uh, elsewhere in one of the Gospels. And in a moment we'll be praying the Lord's Prayer. And it's very helpful, I think, just to reflect upon the words of the Lord's Prayer because it's a, a great pattern of prayer. And, uh, and maybe over Lent he might want to spend some time doing that. And then he, he gave two conflicting, really, Um, uh, ideas about prayer if you could just move on to verse 5 thanks this one about persistence in prayer and told this story it's a parable about a a friend who, who knocked and it's really about persistence in prayer and sometimes prayer is needed like that that we continue in prayer. It's not instant answers, and we can do that. And sometimes in that persistence in prayer, there's a real journey of discovery and journey of communing with God, which is really valuable. But then, if we move on to verse 9, following Andy, please. There's the immediacy, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Not so much the, the thing that you were, were praying about, but that the Holy Spirit will be given. And it's that, that if you seek the Lord, you will find him. He'll knock on the door and, uh, and you can open that door and you will find him. And sometimes it's great just to rejoice in that immediacy. I'd like to, to end with a story of, uh, of this lady. Her lady's uh, Brandis, is her name. And I, I shared this story at the Youth Alpha meeting, which, uh, which seemed to go well last Friday. Please continue to pray for that. And this lady had a tough upbringing. And uh, it's a long story, which I, I won't say all of it, but uh, she was brought up in a brothel. Her mum was a prostitute. In fact, her mum owned the, uh, the ran the brothel, um, but also worked as a prostitute. And uh, and she was on um, a series of, of, of men um, uh, was uh, was there, like fathers to her at times. At other times, not so. Her real dad left when uh, she was very young because he battered the, uh, the, the, the wife and children. She then ended up at a horrible flat with cockroaches and all sorts of things. She was on drugs at 14. She, uh, she became a prostitute herself. She was a bully at school. She, they found found out that she'd kicked this other girl because they actually found the imprint of her boot on uh, the girl's back. Such was the violence. And then one day, these group of people in a church started praying. And as they prayed, they prayed, who should we go out and talk to? And as they prayed, they were told to, to go out and there would be a lady there with a particular sort of coat on. And so they went and they found this lady and it was this woman's mum. And it must have been an embarrassing conversation because they said, God's told us to pray for you because of that coat that you're wearing. And they, she let them and they prayed for her. And then she got talking and uh, she started going to the church, started going to an Alpha course. She invited a daughter along. And that daughter found faith. The girl who was a woman who was leading the group, Joe, had a big effect on her. But then she left. She left a million pound a year job to go and work with the earthquake victims of Haiti. But this woman... Brandeis has found the Lord. And why did she find the Lord? Because of that prayer. So uh, don't let my thinking that the Martha is the right attitude to be doing something. Maybe Mary has it right to actually be praying. Because prayer can be effective and prayer coupled with action can be powerful and effective. So this Lent, let us meet with God in prayer... And let us be prepared to do what he tells us. Because who knows what the consequences of that is. And as we now turn to communion, let us not think, oh, this is taking a long time. Because communion will take a long time today. Let us think, oh, this is taking a long time in God's presence Let us use this time perhaps to reflect on the words of the Lord's Prayer, maybe to reflect on what's been said, maybe to be reflecting on the elements of the bread and wine, maybe to to be praying about other people that, uh, that need our prayers, maybe about ourselves. Let's use this time. I've been encouraging us to use the time of Lent and give up all sorts of things to concentrate on prayer. Let's... Let's practice what I preach by having this time now as a, as a gap, as a time where we can meet with God. And during this time, if anybody feels that they, they want to be prayed for, I just encourage you to just put up your hand. And maybe those who feel comfortable in doing this, I'm not trying to put pressure on you, who are sitting around might just want to gather and, and pray for them. That's okay. Sally's going to uh, to come along uh, later and she'll be out at the front if anybody wants wants prayer. Um, uh, she'll be there and maybe others from the prayer team will come and join her. But let's use this time either meeting God as individuals or just inviting others to pray with us. But we before we do that, let's just come before the Lord in a more formal prayer. I will leave us in prayer and then invite us to say the words of the Lord's Prayer together. Lord God, we thank you for our teaching this morning. Forgive us when we're distracted with things. Forgive us when we're distracted with activity. Even if it can be good activity, help us to know the importance like Mary of just sitting at your feet, just waiting on you. We thank you for that group of Christians who who did that and and then were led to that woman and, and the effect that it's had on her life. Thank you, Lord. Help us now to come before you in these next 15, 20 minutes and just take time, take time with you to pray to commune with you. Lord God, your disciples ask you how to pray. You said the Lord's Prayer. Hear us, Lord, as we say the Lord's Prayer together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. <coughs> thy will be done